the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate. Give it away during the show. That certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is entertainment. And, uh, okay, so this show is going to air on Saturday. We're recording it on Wednesday, the day after the election. It's sort of up in the air at this point. Um, and the way you know what? Go ahead. It, it is up in the air, but um, my, my candidate lost. Uh, which one was that? Silent. Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. 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 Actually, he was running for vice president. Vice president. Yeah. He was running for vice president. <laughs> yeah you know, it's funny. No, I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking at this, and um, I, I, the way I kind of look at it now, I, I don't want it to be super neck and neck close from the standpoint. I know that there's still some states up in the air and all that. I'd rather one or the other just take the rest of them. Yeah. That there's no real. Uh, looking at the courts to get involved with this, because even if you go, oh, there is a totally voter fraud in, let's say, Pennsylvania, and you go, okay, well, take Pennsylvania. It still doesn't give you enough votes. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. uncertainty that's that's going to drive everybody batty. Yeah, right. and uncertainty because over a period of time. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, because sorry, I mean, even in a like run-of-the-mill election, it still has kind of a chilling effect on the market because there's uncertainty what's going to happen. But if this is a long, drawn-out, beat-em-up battle, and we've got the pandemic, and that's rising to the heights we've not seen before, then yeah. people are going to be buyers are going to be kind of chilled. Like, am I? I don't have to do this. Maybe I should wait. And right. you know, it's it's time. And it, yeah. Now the, the also well, just, let me just add this real quickly. Uh, as of Wednesday, uh, after the market closed, the market was up one point three four percent, three hundred and sixty seven points. So either they uh, the market is predicting that uh, there's going to be a cure, uh, a full winner, you know, an easy winner, uh, or mm-hmm. uh, they think one candidate was better than the other, right? Right. Yeah, you know, and but going back to uh, to your point, Edward, of of you know this dragging out, I think people are. I'm 
I, for one, am just kind of done with the whole drama of it. Yes. And uh, irrespective of who wins, um, you know, we just need to move forward, uh, you know, as, as and get, I mean, obviously there's a lot of differences, there's a lot of divisiveness, but I just think there's a lot of fatigue too. And maybe, yeah. you know, now's the time where people just realize, you know, what's, what's the benefits of, you know, the opposition, like what, what points do they bring? Because people are so dug in, uh, in the trenches with their own beliefs. Um, there's gotta be some merit to, you know, to their beliefs. So. Well, interestingly enough, I was listening to the radio this morning on, and I think it was Armstrong and Getty. And, and one of the guys had mentioned that, uh, for, uh, for us conservatives, Biden may not be quite as radical as we thought, because he may have been pandering to the youngsters to get their votes, uh, you know, who are extremely liberal, left wing, et cetera. And he's really right. a little bit more centrist, which would actually right. be a, 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 a good, good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's probably the only Democratic candidate that could have won. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And and what and like the soul of the country, the soul of the country needs healing. So even if he's a placeholder for four years, that puts a, like a band-aid on the pandemic and that will help economically, then we've got we and brings people together rather than fighting. I mean, foreign buyers are decide may decide, hey, I'm not gonna invest in the US. You know, there's a lot, there's so much at stake. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that. I mean, you know, this is something we haven't talked about uh, over the last several months, I think, is how much foreign buyer activity is there? Because two years ago, it was maybe three years ago, it was China buying uh, real estate in the U.S. and Canada. You know, you don't hear too much about foreign buyers coming into the markets. It's mostly domestic. Uh, Yeah, it's true. So I don't know if you're seeing much of that, but uh, we can get into that later if you want. But, um, you know, going back to the election, you know, hopefully, uh, like you were saying, things subside and we get back to, um, you know, to, to just moving forward in the country and living our everyday lives. So, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm a friend of mine was just saying she met her, uh, she just met a friend for a hike a couple hours ago, just get out away from the election. And her friend showed up in slippers. She was so distracted. I mean, people cannot are, are distracted. They're not thinking straight. And as a, like the soul of the, the nation, how about the brain of the nation? Like, let's get us back to work. I mean, I, I, right. I, you know what I mean? I'm like more unfocused than I usually. Yeah. 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 Let's get back to work and, and have hiking boots when we go hiking instead of sandals. I know. Hey, before we get to the break, I do want to catch the one thing. If I remember correctly, wasn't it Prop 15 was the one that they were trying to uh, undo uh Prop 13 for uh, businesses, basically, where the real estate taxes would go way up. Yeah. And that got defeated, correct? I'm not sure. I know 21 was defeated. Yeah, we'll have to look that up during the break and and see. Yeah, because that that would be a good thing if that did not go through. You know, anytime that the government wants to just grab money, you say no. Unfortunately, Marin never saw a uh, tax it didn't like, so I think Marin said yes. Oh yes, to everything. Yes, I, I know. I, I don't get. I, I just. I don't get that. I, to the idea of just give all your money to the government and and trust that they'll be good in giving it back to you somehow. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're gonna. I just looked up Prop 15. If we have a moment. What's that? I just looked up Prop 15. If you if we have a second to. Yeah, go so ahead. Fifty-one point seven percent no. 
48.3% yes. Is it finished? So it's finished. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Okay. Everything's All so right. close. Yeah. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, here, we're going to go to our first uh, trivia question on uh, entertainment. First question. The Jupiter 2 spacecraft was featured in what TV series? All right. Hmm. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win uh, that tanning certificate. This was one of my favorite shows as a kid. The Jupiter 2 spacecraft was featured in what TV series? Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment. On AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Pon and Patty Cohen. First trivia question on entertainment. The Jupiter 2 spacecraft was featured in what TV series? Lost in Space? Lost in Space! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good show. Warning, warning, Will Robinson. (laughs) Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, that's right. Danger, warning. (laughs) Um, All right, uh, Patty, you got some stats to share with us? Well, yeah, I just thought like a little quick off the top, what's going on year over year? Uh, comparing October 19 to October 20 in four different markets. So, for example, San Francisco, Marin, Napa, and Santa Clara. So, in in all of them, except for San Francisco, prices are double digits, you know, in terms of appreciation. So, San Francisco is up 6%, Marin 19%, uh, Napa 18%, and Santa Clara 15%. So at the same time, though, um, the number of listings sold are, is the most, actually, of all of them for San Francisco. So they, San Francisco's sellers have gotten the, me- the memo, like, sell. You're not going to get the same appreciation as anybody else, and the condo market's flat, but let's, let's get out there. So in other words, percentage of sold listings – um, for San Francisco, year over year, up 37%. Um, Marin, up 4%, 14%. Uh, Napa, up 33%. Santa Clara, up 27%. So, like, all of them, all of the, uh, you know, markets are up. Um, and the median sales price now in San Francisco is 1.6262. In Marin, it's 1.54. In Napa, it's... 842,000 and in Santa Clara it's a million 34. I mean, uh, excuse so, me, 1.34. So, wow. yeah, I mean, so it's very consistent all across the board, but you know, when you get double digits like Marin County, like 19% up year over year, when the average yeah. sales price is about a million five, that's, yeah. you know, appraisers are really honestly having a hard time keeping up. Uh, right. And as a, all over the country, it's up. In the same period, 33, 32%, you know, in volumes up 32%. Right. So not so, Yeah. Real quick, Patty, you were saying the um, 
I think the median for San Francisco was uh, a little was over 1.6 million. Um, yeah. I think was the number you gave, right? Is that up or down from prior months? Well, it's just up six percent from all I was looking at was up six percent from October last year. Okay. Okay. So it's not definitely not going up at the pace that uh, we're seeing in Marin because Marin, like you're saying, 1.5 is uh, is is crazy. That's yeah. the average home price. Right. Um, and we're seeing ago. like tiny little houses going close to two two thousand a square foot. Like Sycamore Park in Mill Valley, like a grandma house that's two bedroom is like a million eight. Yeah. You know, um, real quick, I, you know, you sent out, you sent out uh, a really great report and it's your compass uh, market report. And um, for those of you who are interested, uh, Patty will give her information out later, but you should definitely sign up for this. This is a really good report. It's very comprehensive, but it was interesting because there's a lot of, you know, the, the bigger, presumably the bigger the home price you're in certain markets like Belvedere, the longer it takes to, to sell a home. Um, because there's fewer buyers in that kind of price point. But I thought it was interesting in your report that Ross, you know, has a very high average home home value, but those properties are moving some of the fastest. Like the days on market for Ross was, was the lowest, 22 days on market. Um, it's a smaller sample size, though, because there's only, you know, I think there were only 20 homes that were on the market uh, for Ross, but it's kind of counter because Ross is, you know, next to Belvedere, it's probably the the highest average uh, valued home price in Marin. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah, um, I do. I actually have to. I can speak to that actually because I live in Ross and I watch it really carefully. Um, mm-hmm. There were there happened to be a lot of entry level houses in Ross in the last few months and entry level in Ross is about 2.4 million. If you can get something <laughs> under two, five, you're doing it. Yeah. So, you know, properties on Sir Francis, there were, there's actually four properties on Sir Francis Drake that sold between 2.3 and 2.4. And they're very kind of mediocre properties. And they, mm-hmm. but they were like, you know, got into the school district, got into Ross. Right. Um, and the other thing also is that, Ross is a very specific, specialized market. And when you, and sometimes people wait to, and they'll rent for, in the town like two or three years before they like find that property. So on the upper end, you're spending four or five or six million. You really don't want to settle. I mean, you've got to settle, period. You're just going to settle. It's the Bay Area. But you really kind of want to wait for that perfect property to come up. So I think that's it, too. There was just more going on. Yeah, like starter homes, uh, two point five million. That's just uh, On a pretty uh, pretty incredible. But it, you know, I can see if your home is right on Sir Francis Drake Boulevard. I'm sorry, we're getting very specific on the show here, but mm-hmm. you know, that's so much traffic on there um, it, on Sir Francis Drake. It, it's hard to get in and out of. Of I'm sure, depending on which direction you're going, but um, to to be right on that boulevard. Yeah, high traffic, but. Boy, that's that's crazy. Everything points to all of these, um, you know, the activity uh, being, you know, just year over year growth is pretty incredible, and, and we're seeing that too at Pacific Private Money. And we, we can touch on that later. But um, and I'll, later, I'll have an article too. Could we see a flurry of foreclosures in 2021? So, kind of bring up an article that touches on the, you know, the opposite of what's uh, of what's happening now, and that's could foreclosures increase next year. Um, but are you seeing a slowdown at all, Patty? 
Um, you know, I can feel it because I'm in the fishbowl. But like uh, the first week in October, it felt a slight shift. But I thought, you know what? Seasonality has been totally upended. And typically mm-hmm. we feel a, a, a doom shift um, October 1st. And then, of course, November 1st and then December 1st because it's all about the holidays. But because right. there's remote learning and sheltering at home, it's not as much, you know. Okay. Seasonality is upended. Gotcha. Yeah. And also, um, you know, we're predicting this is a La Nina year. So, you know, if you don't have the heavy rains that you have in an El Nino year, you know, more people are likely to list their property if it's dry weather out. True. Uh, yeah. You know, you're seeing, you'll, you'll see an early spring, potentially early spring market unless, you know, people are exhausted from from the real estate activity that's happened, um, you know, today. Um, yes. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I also think it's, it's like people are, sellers are getting on the bandwagon. They're hearing unanimously that it's a great time to sell and typically it wouldn't be. So they're jumping in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to go to the uh, next commercial yeah. break? Yes. All right. Here we go. You're talking entertainment. What puppeteer created Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy? Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer. You're looking to the sky there. Uh, (laughs) First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here's our trivia question. What puppeteer, what's his name, who created Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy? All right, when we come back, we've got a couple of interesting emails for Nam and for Patty that your audience, you'll want to stay tuned to hear these questions and the answers. Um, so again, last time for this question, what puppeteer created Kermit the Frog and Miss Pippi? Miss Pippi. Miss Piggy, excuse me. <laughs> All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that bell. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fawn and Patty Cohen. Second trivia question, what puppeteer created Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy? I was looking away for my lifeline, but I, I couldn't get an answer. So I don't remember who it is. Patty? I have no idea. Jim Henson. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I always try to ask questions where you go, oh, what was it? What was it? Oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay. I didn't even stretch my brain. brain, by the way. The Muppets, <laughs> exactly. Okay, a couple of emails come in. Nam, one comes in from you. Uh, you'll have to give a little background to this, but it says, how often does your fund find it has to file foreclosure? Sure. So question is related to uh, the, the properties and borrowers we have in the Pacific Private Money Fund. And, and um, let's take, taking a step back from that specific question for the moment, you know, Pacific Private Money Fund is a mortgage pool fund. We um, provide mortgages to home buyers and um, homeowners uh, throughout California, uh, predominantly California. We have a few out of state, but uh, people come to us when, uh, for various reasons, they can't or don't get seek, seek bank financing. So we make uh, loans to them. A lot of them are short term, but uh, we also have a few longer term loans in there as well. But you know, the average term of, of these loans is anywhere from 12 to 18 months. Occasionally, 
uh, will have to um, file foreclosure. But even before that, you know, in private money, you have borrowers, uh, like I mentioned, who come to us because they can't get bank financing. Um, you know, it's an industry where oftentimes it's not uncommon for a borrower to fall behind on their payments uh, for whatever reasons. But then they typically get caught up and typically we'll work with those borrowers because we know kind of the dynamics of, of the alternative lending space. Um, but there are times when, you know, doing, trying to work it out with the borrower, trying to get them caught up isn't an option any longer. We've sort of exhausted the opportunity with them. And we uh, end up having to first file a notice of default and go through that process. And then ultimately, if we can't, uh, if they can't get caught up, then we file uh, foreclosure and we end up taking the property back. Um, since inception, since 2013, we funded over 350 loans and have probably foreclosed on five. So uh, about five or six, I'd say. Currently we have two of those six or so loans in, in process. Um, so it's, a, it's actually a pretty small number, um, six or so out of 350 loans that we've done. Um, the next question people often ask is, well, what happens when you foreclose? Do you, you know, you, I hear when you foreclose on a property, you're losing money. Um, that's not always the case. Uh, it really depends on, you know, how much equity that borrower had uh, or has in the property and how much they, we require they bring in when, when we make the loan to them. And that's one of the nice things about uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund is, is most of the loans we have in there have a fair significant amount of protective equity. So the weighted average loan to value uh, loans in the fund is about 40%, uh, or excuse me, 60% loan to value, 40% equity on the part of the borrower. So if you have to take a property back and foreclose, then there's costs of the foreclosure. There's cost of, you know, back interest that's owed or default interest. Uh, when you take the property back, if you have to prepare it for, for sale, then there's staging costs, there's rehab costs, there's commissions to, you know, to the real estate agents um, for the loan. You bake that all, all that in and subtract it from the sales price. And, you know, if you didn't have that protective, protective equity, then you could experience a loss. Um, to date, we haven't had any losses from, from any of the foreclosures, whether they're inside the fund or, or outside, because we do a lot of loans outside of the Pacific Private Money Fund. Um, you know, in fact, uh, uh, several of the loans we did foreclose on, we made a profit. Uh, which is distributed to investors um, at the at a minimum we've broken even so that that's what happens and if you want to learn more about borrowing or investing uh, give us a call at 415-883-2150 or go to our website www.pacificprivatemoney.com very good thank you and, and patty a uh, question comes in from a listener and says do you think virtual staging will take over for actual staging uh, you know, I do think that the market share of virtual staging will um, grow. I mean, we, we basically have three parts, you know, no staging at all, virtual staging and um, regular staging. And, you know, it used to be that really honestly, like 85% of things were not staged 15, 20 years ago. And now we have, you know, probably... 85% or 90% that are staged, at least in the Bay Area. You go to other places, it's not like that. 
they're living in there. You can smell the cooking smells, blah, blah, blah. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, now virtual staging is probably maybe 2% of the market. And I've been doing a lot of it. So that being said, that's why I mean, I think it's going to grow. Will it take over? Probably not. Because here's the thing. There's the first line. Well, maybe during the pandemic, but anyway, the first line of defense is, um, is, Online, And you can make something look amazing online, but when you go there to the property, it's still going to be vacant or it's still going to have that red wall and the, you know, brown leather couch and shag carpeting. So there is, there's something about emotionally, it's kind of like online dating. If you've got, you know, the, your photo of the glamour shot from 10 years ago, you're going to look amazing. But then when you get there, (laughs) Right. So you turn right, you, you turn right around and say, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I need to be somewhere else. Yeah. So it's all yeah. emotional. Like you got to feel the chemistry. So when you get to the house, like, if you're not feeling it, it, it might not work. But I'm not. Uh, but I'm still a fan of virtual staging quite a bit, quite a fan, because the difference is, you know, a few hundred dollars versus, you know, 10,000 or 8,000, yeah. five, you know. Yeah. Hey, Patty, I have a question. So, you know, years ago, I mean, not maybe that hasn't been that long ago, but, you know, realtors would uh, take borrowers around in their car to drive to each property, inspect it, they drive the neighborhood, because I think the neighborhood itself is as important as the home many times. Um, Has the internet reduced the amount of you know, driving that a realtor needs to do with, with prospective home buyers because the discovery process, you know, a lot of that they can do it on their own now. Oh, yes. Um, it's a really good question. So, I mean, I remember back in the day, if you bought something like 25, 30 years ago, you'd go up, you didn't know where the realtor was even taking you. You know, you just, you didn't even know how much it was or how many bedrooms, whatever. So now buyers are very, very proactive and they're very educated and it's wonderful that, you know, it's just great. We have to get to another break. Give out your information if you would. Um, I'm, I'm Patty Cohen, a broker with Compass. I'm, my email is patty, P-A-T-T-I dot Cohn, C-O-H-N at compass.com and my phone number is 415-722-4842 and I'm happy to share the report that Nam was talking about for your area for the entire Bay Area for each county whatever very good all right quick question here uh what pup excuse me what show did Mork and Mindy spin off from that's our trivia question stay with us the best of investing we'll be right back For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown, Nam Fawn, and Patty Cohen here. Uh, last trivia question was, what show did Mork and Mindy spin off from? I don't know. Was it Bob Newhart or something? No. No. But I don't know the answer. But... That all like that that all is a cloud in, in you know in, in my mind of no, happy happy days. Oh, uh, yeah, from Mork and Mindy? Sure. Oh, well, I'm totally out of it. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Bob you? Did you Newhart. watch too much TV when you were little? 
<laughs> no, I watched Happy Days, but I never saw Mork from uh, on there. That, that, but I had the Mork that's, that's, how got, that's, that's how he got his start. Yeah. Okay. Poor Robin Williams. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Num, you said you had one more article you wanted to share. Yeah. So at the beginning of the first segment, we were talking about, uh, I can't believe I said Bob Newhart. <laughs> pretty weak. Nothing but uh, anyway, so, <laughs> at the uh, first segment, we talked about, you know, how vibrant the real estate market is. And, and we've been talking about that for, for weeks now, if not months. Um, but, you know, there's some articles coming out. Could we see a flurry of foreclosures in 2021? And this is out of Inman News. Uh, Andrew uh, Duguay wrote this. And um, although there's more demand for housing, there's also a higher risk of losing it, and many economic signs point to a rocky road ahead. Here's why this housing boom won't last. So this is a pundit who's saying that real estate uh, market is potentially uh, headed for, you know, downward in 2021. I mean, he points out the obvious, you know, the, the many things we've already talked about. Real estate is up. Uh, when the economy first shut down, many uh, were hoping for a V-shaped recovery. But as more time passed, it became clear that that's not as likely as an outcome. And, uh, you know, with that, there are uh, businesses that continue to be closed and people who continue to fall behind on either their mortgage payments or um, oftentimes rental payments. And so um, he's saying that that's 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 building up a group of people who may not be able to pull themselves out of out of this hole that they're digging in because the pandemic continues to you know move along and and we're not seeing a recovery um and he said one in every 12 mortgages is now past due a delinquency rate that has not been seen since seen in years as of august 90 percent of renters are paying rent as opposed to 92 percent in august of last year not a huge drop, but still a signal that all is not well for tenants. And then jobless claims rose back up above 1 million this summer. And that stimulus package that protected unemployed Americans elapsed, and many were using this added stimulus to pay their rents and mortgages. So, you know, with this, um, so he's saying, you know, if things continue with the pandemic, that, um, you know, more people are vulnerable, as, you know, I think we all can see that. Uh, the question is going to be, uh, you know, how severe will, you know, the hole that people are digging themselves into, um, how severe will that be once, you know, once uh, once the pandemic ends and uh, things get sort of back to normal, you know, between now and that time, will people have no choice but to, but to you know, file BK or, you know, tenants or property owners, mortgage companies, when will they have no choice but to file, start you know, foreclosure proceedings. So this is one, you know, I think this is a real thing to, we need to watch. Um, you know, at Pacific Private Money, we obviously, we track all of our borrowers and we haven't seen a, a significant increase outside of, you know, March and April when uh, the pandemic first hit. Um, but we're not discounting the fact that it could come back. Uh, although, you know, you can say in California and the Bay Area, we've been pretty good about um, shelter in place compared to other states where we're seeing a surge right now. So Which, interestingly uh, enough, even though Texas has a lot of uh, COVID cases as, as a general um, state, uh, people are paying their mortgages, you know, from the standpoint, mm -hmm. like our Pacific Southwest note fund, uh, we yeah. don't have any delinquencies in it. Now we only have 22 loans in the fund, but um, you know, no one's even asked for a deferment. 
And uh, yeah. we just recently, uh, literally today, I think, sent out the newsletter, first newsletter of the of the oh, nice. fund. Yeah, and uh, everyone got their statement, and we're producing well over nine percent minimum preferred return. So. Uh, Check that out. You can go to PacificPrivateMoney.com and click on the one that has to do with the Southwest Note Fund. Hey, Edward, um, so with the Southwest Note Fund, I mean, what's the average mortgage these borrowers are paying uh, for these loans? Because they're not big loans, I mean, relative to California. So I'm just pulling it up right now. Actually, there's 23 loans in there. Uh, The average loan is only $69,000. That's on the books. And yeah. So your average, average payment. And the, yeah, and the average we paid was only forty-three thousand. Uh, the average monthly payment seven hundred fifty-five dollars. So right. everybody needs a place to live, and you know, even if you're making minimum wage, you're still going to be paying. You know, it's not like you can get an apartment in in uh, anywhere in Texas for a hundred bucks a month, right? You're still going right. to be paying five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a month. Yeah. So um, it's. I think that's one of the reasons why it's it's been so successful. Right. And here in the Bay Area, you know, if you just give up your daily coffee and donut habit, that covers half of a monthly mortgage in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So people are going to make that payment. I mean, I can see why people would 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 not stop the payment because that's that and their auto uh, auto payments. Yeah. Are probably the two payments that they would make. Exactly. Good to know. You know, we have a fund event coming up, uh, speaking of, of um, the Pacific Southwest Note Fund, and, and we are talking about the Pacific Private Money Fund earlier. So um, in November 18th at 6 p.m. is our next fund information session. And uh, again, we'll cover all of the four funds we have. If you want to register for it, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com and, and the events page. Uh, I spoke with an investor yesterday and said, hey, I've, I sat through those I would also love uh, for you guys to have a dedicated session for each one of those funds. So we'll probably oh. line those up as well uh, and give some more details on and go deeper into each one of the funds. We probably do the Southwest Note Fund next and then the North Star Capital Fund after that. But to learn about all of them, and we do go through a good amount of uh, detail. Um, register for the one coming up on November 18th. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was just talking to a, a, a client today, a potential client. He, he has a couple hundred thousand dollars that he wants to put into the Southwest Note Fund. And I told him that, I said, listen, you know, you can do that and that's great. Uh, but just so you know, there's a fair amount of money ahead of you. And it's going to take at least three weeks to deploy that money. So during that three week period, you're not going to earn interest. So I'm not trying to dissuade you from putting money in there because on the other side of it, if you wait three weeks or so and say, okay, now I'm ready to put money in, there may be hundreds of thousands of dollars ahead of you again in there. So yeah. he's going to seriously think about, uh, about that. Um, That's great. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got one more minute before we have to cut to our break. No trivia question. Anything you want to cover in a minute, Patty, and then we'll cut to our last commercial break. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, real quick, going back to your point about uh, that uh, that hold period uh, where the funds aren't aren't you know working for them. Yeah. You know, we have a number of investors who who invest with us and said, you know what, I'm I'm investing. I just took my money out of my bank account because for three years it was sitting there, and I only earned a thousand on a hundred thousand over Jeez. three years. Yeah. You know, so you know we get a little bit. Um, you know, nervous about saying, hey, it's going to take three or five weeks, whatever, for you to start earning. 
bad seven, nine percent, whatever. But you got to take into account how long, how, how quickly they can build up a thousand dollars. Well, that's true. You that's know, a very good point. Yeah, because some people yeah. said, yeah, you know what? I'm not earning anything right now anyway. All right, stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Goen. Uh, no trivia question, but Nam, you have a deal of the week. Actually, deals, trends of the <laughs> quarter. <laughs> How about that? We'll start a new one. Okay. Um, no, so, you know, we, as I mentioned, you know, we're Pacific Private Money. We, we primarily lend in California. Um, but one of the things we're seeing uh, more over the last uh, year, or several years, actually, uh, and Patty, you could probably uh, certainly relate to this. Is we're seeing a number of, uh, of people who are buying out of state. They're selling their home in California, and they're rooting themselves up and, and moving out of state. And um, we have uh, in the past done loans where we've provided a loan against the property in California, uh, and we can use those. The, bar, the borrower to take the proceeds for their purchase in another state. Um, so we do do loans uh, where one of the properties is out of state and, and uh, it's something that we're just seeing more of. Uh, in particular, we're seeing people downsizing from homes in California in the Bay Area. And for instance, uh, we had two scenarios that came in over the last three or four months where uh, somebody was moving from their $1.6 million home into Oregon However, they're buying a same size, uh, uh, same loan amount in Oregon, but probably triple the property size. Uh, another one was a $2 million Bay Area home that they were selling and then downsizing to $1.7 million in Oregon. Here's another one, though. $7.5 million in Marin, and they were buying, downsizing uh, to $5 million in Austin, Texas. Uh, wow, we didn't do that's that a lot in Austin. That is, that is. But, you know, we're, we're going to start marketing to um, senior communities in other states and saying, hey, if you have a California buyer um, who wants to have to sell their home first before they can buy yours, have them contact us because we can do a bridge loan. That's a great That's idea. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So we're just seeing more that? of that. Did you come up with that idea? Was that your brainchild? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if it works. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When we talk about the Southwest Note Fund, um, you know, it's, it's in Texas. Uh, we haven't gone outside the state. And I think the reason is because in California, there aren't too many seller carrybacks. You know, mm -hmm. and if they are, they're probably second mortgages, you know, the right. small ones yeah. behind big first. Because generally speaking, you know, if you're going to buy a million dollar house, you know, the seller's not going to want to carry paper. And especially yeah. if they can get the borrower, buyer, can uh, get a good interest rate from the bank. There's no reason that seller carry back. Yeah. That's kind of like, kind of like, Patty, why don't you give out your information one more time? Yeah, I'm happy to um, provide information for anyone. I've been a real estate broker for 32 years, and my name is Patty Cohn. I can be reached at 415-722-4842, and email is 
Patty, P-A-T-T-I dot com, C-O-H-N at compass.com. And it is the best time ever to sell. <laughs> and Patty's our go-to person uh, for real estate. Uh, Nam, why don't you give out your information? Yes. Um, give us a call at 415-883-2150. That's our general line here at Pacific Private Money. Or you can go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Actually, I never give out my email address. If people want to email me, they can email me at nam, N-A-M, at pacificprivatemoney.com. Nice, simple so, email address. I like that. Yeah. Oh, N-A-M. All right. Uh, <laughs> here, is, here, are, here are our thoughts for the day. So I told a joke in my Zoom meeting today. It wasn't even remotely funny. Yeah. You like that? I get it. You like these little puns. Yeah. I just love these puns. you like this one too. And two secrets to success. One, never tell everything you know. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You guys, you guys are too sharp for me. Yeah. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. Of investing. <laughs> so long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.